Hello, everyone, and welcome to another uh, fantastic and uh, educational episode of The Red Peace Machine. Um, we're going to have some upcoming news for you soon, we think, about, about the podcast. We're really excited. Uh, and and uh, today, we are going to talk about Texas government and, and the quorum, et cetera. But I'd like to just check in real quick about uh, with Afghanistan. We need to we need to acknowledge that that what's going on there, too, before we move on. So and uh, I think Roy had mentioned earlier that he had a uh, an update on the EU that has to do with Afghanistan. So maybe we can roll that all up together after we see how everybody's doing. Roll it over to Roy. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm good. We just did a wedding and it was, it was lovely. Your wedding? So, no, no, we've been married enough times. <laughs> we, uh, it was a friend's wedding. It was a friend's wedding and, and it was a really huge space with just what, under 20 people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. So it felt, yeah. Great. It felt kind of safe, kind of safe. And a lot of the time was outside. So yeah. It was, yeah, all- it was an outdoor wedding. That makes a difference. Yeah, it felt it felt okay, and nobody. I think Roy attacked. He was one of the best men, so he attacked the groom. Was like with a big bear hug at the end. Nice. He just couldn't just. He just couldn't sustain. But <laughs> you did it. <laughs> How about you, Benefsha? How are you? Yeah, doing good. It felt good to be dancing. I danced mm. a lot last night. It felt so good. Oh, God. It felt really good. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, we were outside, too. So what about you, Ramesh? What's going on? Doing good. Doing well. Ran into too, too many uh, spider webs yesterday. At the oh. Where I usually jog. They, like, accumulate on a daily basis. And it's apparently my mission to run through all of them. <laughs> That is some yeah, kind is. of metaphor right there. I got to mm-hmm. think about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get back to me on that, Susie. Tell me how to interpret this. So wait a minute. So on the running trail? Yeah. So like it's it's in the woods and whatnot, right? So, you know, there'll be spider webs here and there. But like it's a half, it's it's a dozen daily, a dozen that I'll run into. It's That's really yeah. weird because uh, here in Austin, when you run, if you run through a web enough times, the spider will just move their web. That's what I thought, right? Like maybe the you spiders know. aren't as smart as Austin. Well, they're know. trying to catch bigger. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't go to YouTube. <laughs> 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 they're going to blend. You have I went to rise. I know these people who always talk about how they went to rise and rise and rise and rise and rise. And I was like, wasn't it free when you went? Because <laughs> they're like 70. Oh, yeah, it was actually free to go to rise. And really I didn't know that. And almost anybody could get in if you lived in the city. What? Yeah, back in yeah, the sixties. Yeah, anybody could get in. We went to U of H. Both of us. That's different. And then you too. So we did both. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. I I went to North Texas and I studied at Harvard, um, which simply means I read a book while I was sitting at Harvard. <laughs> 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 oh, you're good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> okay, so um, all right. So what's going on with Afghanistan, Roy? Um, well, the, the evacuations are a complete shit show. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it looks like, from the looks of it, that NATO and the United States had no clue what was going to happen, even though for 20 years I've been saying exactly what was going to happen. Although I will say in, my def- in, in their defense, I didn't think it would happen uh, 16 days before they pulled out. I thought it would happen 16 days after they pulled out. So, so they're, it's about a month off. Uh, but oh, but surely they should have been evacuating people way before August, right? I mean, this is the, the whole idea that we're going to evacuate tens of thousands of people in By May, as, you know, in August. Well, let's just put it off until the absolute last minute is 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 ridiculous. Yeah. And now um, I know the UK is asking for an extension on the United States' withdrawal. Um, I don't know if if anybody else is as well. But one of the things that we know is going to come out of this is a refugee crisis. And, oh, God. And, and Pakistan can only absorb so many. And let's face it, most people don't want to end up in Pakistan or India. So they're, they're going to aim for Europe. And that means going through Iran. And Trump's sanctions have absolutely crippled the Iranian economy. So that'll destabilize Iran with its tiny resources. And of course, their, their goal is to go then to Turkey to yeah. get to Greece. And Greece has announced it just completed its wall. Yeah. So, so you know, for all you Europeans out there who think that Trump sucked, I want to, I want you to remember, you do too. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> build the wall. That's real mature. Remember the Berlin Wall or all the walls in Northern Ireland to keep yeah. the Protestants. The oh, Catholic those stuff. in the evacuation. Do you think we're gonna get our translators out, or do you think that we will just abandon them entirely? Because that's my feeling. <laughs> Well, I mean, we, we basically announced we're going to abandon whole segments of the, the collaborators who worked with us. So, for example, the commandos, they, they're, they're, they've been told, you guys are just screwed. Um, and the commandos were Afghanistan's elite forces that they were the only combat force that, that functioned in Afghanistan that wasn't you know, part of the NATO army. I'm, what I'm hoping for is that the... The, what the French did is what the, the Taliban do. Uh, when the Nazis were thrown out of France, uh, the French shaved the collaborators. I, and I think that's, that's really sweet because, right, first of all, they're not dead. <laughs> and I think that's always a good thing. And then, and then the next step is you kind of, you get to delete the shame over time mm. because your hair grows back. And uh, Wow. Yeah, I think, what a- I think what the French did was really classy. And I'm just hoping the Taliban do that to, to our collaborators. And what do you think really about that? Do you think I mean, that's, uh, I mean, okay. Cause we used to work with the fucking Taliban. I, I mean, yeah, during the, in the eighties and the nineties. So if, if my country was invaded by a, by a foreign country, uh, I, I would have the intense urge to kill the collaborators. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm so happy about France's solution is they, you know, like if the Taliban would take that as their, they, they've said that's what they're going to do. But yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> the promises, the promises. But I have seen uh, female news anchors back on and they're not wearing, they're wearing the hijab, but they're not completely covered. So I find that very interesting. Um, and the woman on the ground there, the one reporter who's there uh, and she, she, you know, she's a woman and she's seeing what's happening um, and Trump's attacked her and for wearing 
the garb that the Taliban has told her to wear or she was going to be whatevered. You know, I mean, that's the Taliban has said, this is how we do it now. You need to be covered. We can see your whatever. And so she wore it. That's, you know, she's giving her newscast wearing this and Donald Trump. And I think Ted Cruz also came out and said, I can't believe that you would you would deign to to do what they told you to do. What a what a horrible thing that is. Now, a man would never be put in that position, first of all. You know, nobody's going to tell him what to wear. So a male reporter would be a whole different story. But the fact that she's being attacked by our own people while she's down there risking her life being shot at. This is not this is not an Afghan. This is a U.S. This is a U.S. Is it Clarissa Ward? Yes, it is. I mean, it's really crazy because what are these gutless cowards doing? Exactly. Exactly. Are you in Afghanistan reporting? Shut up. (laughs) Nope. Nope. And I mean, she it's that whole layer, that extra layer of danger because she's a woman. I think that's a a legitimate fear to have on top of all of that, that, I mean, and I don't know why I'm making this point, but that a man wouldn't have. And I guess maybe I'm making the point because men are attacking her for wearing. I'm like, why are you being such assholes? You're so lucky she's there. And what what brave thing have they ever done? Nothing. Nothing. Well, they incited a riot. (laughs) (laughs) And then hid in the basement underneath the White House and drank champagne. Exactly. And cheered it on with Kimberly Guilfoyle. Okay, so Texas, someone broke quorum. Who was it? Where are the two that took off that are supposed to be vacationing somewhere in Panama or something? Did you hear about that? Two of them are two of them are missing. And they think they took a, a vacation to like, so they left DC. Oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. And they went to either, they went to, I think they went south, like to Panama or something like that. They just decided to go on vacation. Nobody knows. Like, don't they? They couldn't find them yesterday. Are there timesheets involved? Like, what's happening? Timesheets. I love that. Yeah. Timesheets. No. They didn't have that, but yeah, it's like I, I, I when I read it yesterday, they did not. Ha- I did. I couldn't find the names. So, um, let's see, reps. So why did they return? What's happening here? That is a really good question. I mean, I think I think at the end of the day, they returned because they have to eventually return because next year is election year and they need to campaign. They need to run around Texas. Um, I was talking to Glenn Smith. Uh, on uh, Thorn Dryer's show, The Rag Radio, on Wednesday. And I, and I asked uh, Glenn Point Blank, you know, are they coming back? Is, is the, are the, the voting restriction laws going to get passed? And he said, yeah, categorically, they have to. They have to come back. And then the next day they did. We were talking on Wednesday and, wow. and Thursday quarrel. Um, so I, I think Texas will pass its voter restriction law. And by, by the way, just barely, Apparently, Texas isn't really good with math, but one guy <laughs> resigned from the from the House. And so now quorum uh, can be ma- made at 99 people oh, instead you of 100. And, and that's exactly what the Democrats had uh, when they came back on Thursday was they brought it to 99. So it's ex- it was the exact number. Um, uh, so it was Why couldn't one of them stay behind. I don't 
get this. I don't know either. Yeah. One of them, okay, so that it was Jessica Gonzalez and Julie Johnson who who broke quorum and left uh, DC. So did they not have a plan when they left? I, I mean, it wasn't sustainable because the, the governor can just keep calling 30-day special sessions. And, you know, eventually they have to come back to Texas mm -hmm. because they have to run for re-election. And so I think they just they decided i'm gonna bite the bullet now um they could have switched out like i've been out for two years now it's your turn <laughs> well, the, the the biden administration nancy pelosi chuck schumer have all promised that they're going to get through the legislation that will require uh states like texas to you know to check in to make sure that they're not doing voter suppression Right. And uh, I think that's part of it. They were like, OK, we did our part. We went to D.C. Yeah. We, right. we pushed for this. They, we've been promised we're going to get it. Joe Manchin has hinted that he's willing to do something. Um, and so we'll see. Uh, but trust him. I mean, <laughs> I don't think there's a high probability of it going through. I, what I think is fascinating is we're now in Texas where we were in the 1960s um, be, before the Voting Rights Act. I mean, we are, it is 1963, because I, I want it before the Civil Rights Act as well, because in terms of race, in terms of uh, equality, <laughs> we've lost everything that was achieved. Yeah. And we're right. starting from zero. Yeah. Are we more segregated now than we've ever been? We're, we're just as segregated as we've ever been. Our schools yeah. are fully segregated. Our radio stations are segregated. Our churches, our neighborhoods. And now um, Dan, Dan Patrick, not like this is anything new, but he came out and said that the reason that Texas is so red with COVID is because of unvaccinated Black people. <laughs> wow. That, those are the people who are spreading it. The people who make up 13% of this fucking state who, yeah. by the way, are the most they are vac they're more vac vaccinated than we are. Uh, white people are the ones who are the Democrats, he said, need to get their people together to get vaccinated. And I was like, aren't you everyone's fucking representative? And have I missed something here? You know, Yeah, and, and when you consider the fact that most of the people who are getting vaccinated are the MAGA. <laughs> well, the, yeah. And then, but okay, so here's the other thing that reminds me of is in 2016, when the Democrats lost to Trump, I cannot tell you how many white liberals I heard say it, it's the fault of black voters. Mm -hmm. and, and so that, it's really interesting to me that both the Republican Party and the Democratic Party find it convenient to scapegoat black people for all the problems. Mm -hmm. and, and my argument was, so you're mad at 13 and a half percent of the population that turned out and voted at a rate of 95% yeah. for the Democratic Party when 60% of white people voted for Trump. Like, no, the only people you should be mad at right now are white people. Yeah, we saw something similar too with uh, the, the the last presidential election one where there was the, the wave of Latino voters that we had hyper-focused on that that were that had switched over right. and voted red. Yeah. yeah. All the coverage was on them, not not on the college-educated white folks who were voting for Trump. Not I know. I still don't understand yeah. those people. I mean, at least I hope my mother doesn't watch this, but at least she's, you know, like, as, as just said, that she's feels betrayed and she's moved to that side, at least. Um, and she's, but I, I never understood 
why he was so attractive to her as a candidate, because, you know, he goes against everything she ever taught me. She appreciates art. You know what I mean? That doesn't really jibe with Trump. So I don't understand what spoke to these women, these older white women. What speaks to them? They fought for equal rights. It's about race. I, and I mean, I think the Census Bureau data that's just been released kind of shows where some of this angst amongst white people is coming from. So 52% of college educated white women, the population of white women least likely to vote for Republicans, 52% voted for Trump. Yeah. And so um, just gross. Some, something was happening that Trump was, and, and Trump started his campaign by saying the most racist thing he could about Mexicans, right? Right. The rapists and drug dealers. And some of them must be good. Just and, getting and, warmed and, up. And, and, and that's exactly what he did. He signaled, you know, this wasn't a dog whistle. This was just a whistle whistle. <laughs> he signaled very loudly to the whole planet. I'm the racist candidate. Vote for me and I'm going to put brown and black people back in their place. Exactly. And, and I think the reason is, is because we are in the midst of what has to be the most rapid demographic transformation of an empire in human history. Yeah, the, the the number of white people, not just the percentage, right? The percentage of white people in the United States has been dropping for by 0.4% for about 50 years. Um, but the number of white people for the first time in US history came in lower than it was in the previous census. Mm -hmm. And it was by 19 million. There, there's is, a problem with gigantic. the way the way the census is tracking these is that they're considering if you're mixed race white and asian for example white and black for example or whatever you're only counted as that minority category yeah one drop right one drop. so there's this there's yeah it, it looks a little bit more significant if you if you count it the way the census is counting it but there's there's tons of these sort of mixed population that is growing as well so nine percent of white people do mixed marriages they are the, the, the white people are the least likely race to do mixed marriages because they like to make everything arkansas um but uh nine percent of 60 percent is 5.4 so you know it does it definitely does point to where some of the drop happened and and that is our racist uh categorization of race in the united states Right, the, the Census Bureau's definitions of race are racist. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but, but nonetheless, it also points to the negative birth rate, why people just aren't making babies and, and they are not replacing themselves. So the, the irony of the, the Charlotte uh, protesters saying, Charlottesville protesters saying, you will not replace us. It's like, no, dude, you will be replaced because you're not making babies. Like math doesn't, this is about math at this point. There's no, there's no ideo room for ideology here. Uh, I so, think it's nature. I, I, Nature's tired of white people, and they're just like, and you know, no, make the make the light people stop procreating, please. They're ruining everything. And I, I mean, I honestly think it's a good thing that we're having less children. Um, with the I what we're doing. Jump in here for just no. a second. It isn't necessarily because of white folks' DNA that all of this. Is I know. Happening. I'm it's just kidding. Not a DNA. It was it's just joking. I just want to be clear about it, yeah. though. It's about a cultural way of being. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. So nature. <clears throat> excuse me. Nature. Nature. Yeah, I totally buy that. Nature is tired um, of, but it's not of necessarily white people. It's 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 tired of. 
um, being raped every day. I mean, really, let's... It's, it's capitalist culture. It's yeah. capitalist culture. It's neoliberal culture. It's, mm-hmm. it's it's the way that we run our workplaces. Is the way that we run the family. It's all of it. I mean, I we mean, our gave... culture is filled with paranoid anger. Yes, like we become a bunch of isolated people who are no longer engaged in community. Don't don't we're we're hidden behind our six foot tall picket or sorry privacy fences. Well, I don't know why. Like, what is it in your yard that you need to hide from your neighbors? We're What's also paternalistic. <clears throat> we're also perfectionist. We're also um my way or the highway we're all i mean so many things that's all tied into how we operate within capitalism Mm. that's become just generally our way of being around everything even when we're dealing with nature yeah and and on top of it all we pretend that we are about uh achievement like if you have the right degree or if you have the right work experience will hire you and the reality is not it's all about white privilege and I think at some level, white people know that they got that job, even if it's subconsciously, not because they were the best qualified, but because of their 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 race. But and see, they'll flip that, that shit around and say, you're the, re- you know, the you got that job because you're not qualified, but you're black. That's where yeah. that yeah. I mean. Obama was elected because he was black. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> alternate university you live in. I just, yeah, p- people have lost their fucking minds. Honest, people honestly. I had a, <clears throat> a conversation with somebody yesterday who um, is taking extension courses at Harvard. And he um, has a job, you know, he has a bachelor's degree and he wants to go to grad school, he wants to do writing. Um, he's a white dude, uh, darling human being, really lovable, wonderful guy. And um, so he's, we're having this conversation because he's picking our brain about what to do for grad school and all of the this, this stuff. And he says, you know, um, it's important for me to go to Harvard. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> so which graduate school to go to, the, the topic comes to, well, um, yeah, like, uh, I don't think I can get in, but it's really important for me to yeah. go to a good school, like go to Ivy League. And I'm, I'm sitting, so he, I said, you know, I taught in an Ivy League. I, I got to tell you, and I, I wanted to tell him all the things that I knew about the difference between teaching at Ivy League and not teaching and teaching somewhere like a liberal arts college. And, a, you know, a, one with a good reputation. And I, I caught myself. And I just mm. went silent because it doesn't matter. He's not even going to believe you. Really? Yeah. Why wouldn't he believe you? Because <laughs> I would believe any, I would believe you. The, the aura is so strong. You can't I mean, break through it. How but. could you not believe something that someone's it telling just that first even of all it's coming out of my mouth i'm a woman and then i'm a woman of color and because the, the thing i was going to say was this maybe i should add that i was going to say i had um a bunch of you know many different kinds of students while i was at middlebury my best students uh were not uh, surprise surprise the the son of Chase Manhattan CEOs, uh, you know, the, that was not my best student or my best student wasn't the 
Uh, and you were you teaching know. math, right? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yes. So that wasn't my best students were my students of color who had gotten in the majority or my international students. They worked the hardest. They had the best insights. They actually cared about being there. They were paying for it. I mean, yeah, everybody else's parents were paying for it. The point I was trying to make it. was there, they, I don't see a difference in education between those two places. Right. That I have taught. I, yeah. Like, it's got to be better quality. I'm like, I don't see it. That's just another one of the lies that the United Again, States Again, a myth. On. The myth that... I mean, yes, they attract really, really good instructors. Like, I would love to go somewhere where Cornell West spoke you know, or took over um, a class. Well, I, I, I don't don't think think so. that, may, I, may I interject again? That's not necessarily the case. Yeah. No, no, no. I understand. I totally get that. I do. I do. I do. One of the they reasons don't, they don't, they, they might attract all of the good instructors, the ones they keep. That's a whole nother. Story. That's another. Well, also story. it's worth pointing out that they, they won't hire you unless you have an Ivy league education. So there's, there's sort of like academic incest going on because yeah, here, well. here are all these privileged people who don't have talent who are there who get who then graduate and then become the professors for the next generation. And so there's this feedback loop of so I'll just I'll just out an event that happened to me. I actually interviewed at Yale and Princeton, and in both both cases, there were, one of the people that I interviewed with with was a young professor. And I asked point blank, I said, "You're so young. How are you?" A professor here already like how are you a tenure track she they weren't tenured but but you know like they were a tenure track and and both of them said well my dad taught here okay how come your president <laughs> george w well so it's like nobility right it just it's inherited There's, and passed yeah. down from generation to generation so we get more caste system, more class system. We, we, we totally but we have this illusion. We still have this illusion that it's still meritocratic, that none of this is happening, that that sort of thing happens not here, but in the shithole countries like Afghanistan. Could never That's happen we have, here. Uh, what is it called? All the articles that I'm seeing about Afghanistan and why it failed mention uh, paternalism and these sort of uh, systems of patrimony as the cause for why cronyism. you know, we can't have good cronyism. governance. Yeah. Yes, cronyism, corruption, patrimony, these networks or whatever this is the reason why we can't have a functioning state in places like this and so yeah when we when we have this veil of meritocracy here whatever this illusion of meritocracy here with it allows us to say that stuff doesn't take place here it takes place way over there which then explains why we our power grid almost completely collapsed in a, in a mild winter storm and why we have not had a reaction to COVID because pa patriarchy, cronyism, <laughs> because that's all here. Yeah. We're so corrupt. We're corrupt to so our So Susie, they, this person would not believe me because um, it's, it's the case of the uh, sour grapes, right? Um. It's the case of, oh, well, she didn't end up at this place. So, and, and this is one of the reasons why we never have a leg to stand on. <laughs> and the ones that the, the, the person of color who ends up being a professor at these places. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it's, wanna... it's <laughs> Cornell West is sour grapes. Like, yeah. how do we even have a like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I also want to say that in, in the past, like, five, ten years, there's been some sort of shift. The professors, the intellectuals who have the most impact, who are doing the most interesting thing that is changing the, the, the national culture or whatever, they're not the folks coming from these Ivy League institutions. Something something strange is happening. They're the folks who have uh, rebelled, gone into their own spaces, and they're sort of creating their own little institutions, doing their own thing with a lot more autonomy than they maybe had in these other uh, academic spaces that they come from. Right. But yeah, the, the, the people who are changing the culture are not the people who are published by Stanford University Press anymore or U Chicago Press. Something something strange is afoot. Yeah. Yes. And then on that <laughs> and on that note, let's do the update on COVID. Yeah. Okay. Texas. Let's do it. So there has been a full-fledged rebellion in Texas. For, uh, we, we we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but I wanna I think we should go in a little deeper. Um, counties and cities and several of the school districts have gone ahead and enforced a, a mask mandate. Um, the original court that heard it put a stay on Governor Abbott's uh, restriction on masks, ma mask mandates. And then the Supreme Court uh, last Sunday came in and said, uh, we're putting a stay on- um, The stay. San Antonio and Dallas, so that they can't enforce their mask mandate until the, the court that, that had actually originally done the stay on Governor Abbott's mandate rehears the case, which they did that Monday, and they put the stay back on Governor Abbott's mandate. And so uh, the schools did have, in fact, been able to enforce their, their mask mandate, despite mm -hmm. the Supreme Court's initial weirdness. And it does now look like the Supreme Court is going to allow, who knows, next week's another week, but it does now look like the Supreme Court is going to allow the mask mandates. And one of the reasons might be that uh, several of the red parts of Texas have started to do mask mandates. Um, Texas City has enforced a mask mandate. Uh, Paris ISD has done it in an interesting way. They found a loophole. And the loophole was the dress code. They simply put the mask mandate into the dress code. Why not? That's <laughs> Why not? brilliant. Yeah, and it's, this is a red district. I mean, this is not a, this is not a blue liberal place. Um, the Iran Sheffield ISD district uh, has gone into quarantine. Or, I'm sorry, gone back on to online because after just four days or three days, I think is when they did it. Yeah, because I think it was Wednesday. After just three days of school, 26% of their yeah. faculty were in quarantine and 13% of their students were in quarantine. It's, it's um, just so fucking stupid. And these parents, I mean, I get it. I mean, no, I don't because I don't have children, but I know who what they are. And I... Uh, <laughs> I, I don't need any... I know of them. I know of them and I know what they do. And... um. So I understand wanting to get them out of your house and get them taught and socialized. I get all of that, but man, oh man, it, they're, they're the ones starting to take up all the hospital beds. And, you know, for so long, we've been saying, oh, well, at least the kids aren't getting sick. Well, now they are. And yeah. now what are you going to do? And what do these fucking people do? They go up to the teachers in one of the most prestigious fucking school districts we have. They 
overtax themselves so that they can have and lure good teachers. It is Austin. They've got their own ISD though. And it's uh, Ean's ISD, also known as Westlake, who was uh, a major competitor of ours when I was in high school. They had all the good stuff. They all had cars. They were super cool. And it's where the developers lived. Yeah, it's so, where all the there's a lot of fucking money and there's hills. There are hills in Austin for those of you who are not from here. It is there. We are in the hill country and there is a lot of expensive land out there. So, so for the record, Eanes is separate from Austin ISD yes. because the rich people in living in Westlake did not want to share their their tax dollars with the poor people living in Austin. And so they they made their own little district so that they that their own little privileged children could have million dollar gyms and gym equipment. Mm-hmm. And so what happened in this? What 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 about Eanes? So, the, you know, I think we've mentioned before how people just have seemed to have forgotten how to be around other people and, you know, be civil. Um, this parent just went off on this teacher because this teacher was wearing a mask and she didn't want her kids to have to wear it. And she didn't think the teacher should be modeling that. And she just reached across and ripped the mask off that teacher's face, off that adult woman's face. I would have, I mean, I'm, I would have punched her. I mean, just, just like, not like I'm going to think about it. I think I would have just actually not even thinking would have punched her and I don't hit people, but don't reach for me like that. That would have scared the shit out of me. And at Eanes, I mean, the irony of the respectability yeah. of these fucking people, please. You're another lie. Yeah. <laughs> you're just like the rest of us. You just have money. That's, you know. Anyway, I thought that was horrifying. And I don't, I think that when you start seeing that shit in those kinds of places that we're in for a lot of trouble, where the the backlash is going to be even worse with the few steps forward that we've made. It's also worth pointing out that week one of going back to school, 10,000 people are in quarantine in Florida and 20,000 are in quarantine in Mississippi. so this is this is obviously a brilliant start. Here's one of the things that's killing me. So remember those pictures from India in April with all the cremation all over the news and we were like horrified? Yeah. Was April. This is four months later. How is it we didn't know this was going to happen? Like how deep up our asses is our heads that we can't figure out that what just happened in India four months ago is coming here? holy shit and then it hit europe two months ago so we've had the data coming in from europe like that this is a surprise proves the united states is a country of fucking morons well yes i i i i, I agree with that i feel like this is exactly who we are buck v bell we need mass sterilization okay <laughs> i'm already done i've got mine <sighs> holy shit I'm ahead of the game on this one. Oh, I had a hysterectomy where did already. This come from? How did this happen? How did this happen? It's like watching a tornado coming closer and closer. Yeah. <laughs> it destroyed my house after it destroyed an entire city in front of my eyes. And I still didn't know it was going to hit me. I think we're unaware. I think we're still unaware of how dysfunctional institutions are. I think people still have faith that ISDs will look at the data, will make yeah. rational decisions, will care for their kids. 
Uh, they still have faith in their neighbors and their elected officials. They still think that states are functioning rationally. So then we I've have a government for banning mask mandates. Well, but I've had people say to me, look, Greg Babbitt, he got COVID. Now, after this, now that he's gotten COVID, he will understand that it's real. He will <laughs> no, make changes. No, because he has no symptoms. Do... <laughs> he got Regeneron. He got the, the yeah. best drugs. We can't get that shit. Oh, and now they're talking about some new drug. I was going to look it up before we came on. But uh, every, all, all these people are being hospitalized for taking this new drug that the Republicans are pushing. And it's a cow dewormer. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? The Republicans are now saying this cow dewormer will cure COVID. And there people are going to the fucking, they're going to after. the feed store to get it <laughs> i think you guys should put chlorine in your veins like the president said That's only if it's hydro Roy, Roy, maybe they're on the same agenda as you we're, we're going mass for the mass sterilizations yep <laughs> so here, here can't you just dip your stuff thing. in there <laughs> what was it with the cdc and president biden when they said take your masks off what was that three months ago did you not see the pictures coming from india right what, what were they thinking well, God I mean, damn it, Biden. you need to get up in front of the country and you need to say I'm a dumbass. And so is the CDC. And I'm, I apologize for my stupidity because I just killed tens of thousands of you morons. Yeah, you don't have the sense to keep your mask on your face. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's eroded my trust in the CDC, right? The CDC and the WHO have disagreed yeah. so during this pandemic. I, I can't trust the CDC. As soon as the CDC puts out a statement or something like this, I go to the WHO to, to verify and see what other people are saying. All the people of all the organizations in this country, that would have been the one that I would have trusted the most. Mm -hmm. Is you know, and they let and they dropped the ball on it. Yeah, for political reasons. It was all politics, and fuck the people who are going to die. You know, who are dying? Children, infants, five-year-olds dying yeah. from this. And I, I just recently read. I'm on blood thinner, so I have a. It's, and this is a vascular virus, right? So it causes blood clots. And I just read that um, heparin, which is a major blood thinner, um, and they put it just directly into you. Um, it's not a pill. And uh, it's not breaking up the clots. And mm. it's like the strongest thing we have to break up the clots. And wow. it, it, yeah, it won't. People are still dying from, from blood clots. Uh, do you guys remember the the very first like famous person to get it was that dancer on Broadway? Do you guys remember that? Okay, so he had just gotten his, I guess, his second Broadway show or something, and I think it was Hamilton. Don't quote me, but um, he got a blood clot in his leg because he got COVID, and they ended up having to cut his fucking leg off, and then no matter how much heparin they used he still was thrown clots and he mm. died like five days later from a, a blood clot in his lung i mean it it it's terrifying and now that the, the heparin can't even dissolve it that's a big fucking problem because that will yeah. kill you like mm -hmm. i had a pulmonary embolism and they hurt too they really hurt if you like to add to all of this last year this Stanford study said that only the first 20,000 deaths were unavoidable. Mm. All the other 600,000 are entirely on the United States government and the 50 states. Mm -hmm. What does Hawaii what look you? like? Okay, what worries you? <laughs> what, worries me? what worries me right now? 
um, is that when we right when when we who was I talking to about this? We folks were talking about this 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 collapse in Afghanistan and what that must have felt like on the ground uh, for for people who live their day to day lives, who who are farming, who have stores, who do these kinds of things. And in a place like Afghanistan, where you have so many other alternate institutions besides the state, where you have familial networks, where you have, you know, village networks, all of this other stuff taking place aside from the state, collapse looks a lot different than it would here, right? And so if, if something were to happen here, if we erode our trust in, in the CDC, in our state government to take care of us in the event of a power grid failure of something else happening or whatever, what happens here? We don't have those same institutions. We're going to shoot our way out. Exactly. We have we have a bunch of do. guns and a bunch of individual houses that can't sustain themselves long term. And a lot what, what is, of what anger. Is, and a lot of anger. And a lot of paranoia. The country of paranoid people. So this is what worries me. Yeah. Yeah. So where what happens now? I mean, it's so obviously divided. You know, I mean, there are people. Trump got more votes last time than he did. I mean, I, uh, my thinking was that he could win still, but that he, his base was not growing and boy, was I, well, maybe it wasn't his base that was growing. I don't know, but somebody, somebody voted for him who didn't vote for him last time. And I'm wondering why do you think it was just a bunch of rednecks who normally don't vote i have literally been told by people that it, uh i have never wanted to vote until until trump <laughs> on that note should we switch over and cover one last news item before yes. we go which is alan west <laughs> yes oh please let's talk about mr west <laughs> for the non-text tell us who he is why he matters so Alan West was the chair of the Republican Party in Texas. Uh, he resigned from that position. And then I, I want to say it was two days later. I know it was July 4th. He, he announced. He is a black man. Yes, that he, is he important to know. It is important to know. He announced that he is going to run in the primaries against Abbott for the <laughs> gubernatorial uh, nomination for the Republican Party. Because Abbott's not and, right enough. And, and it's worth pointing out that in texas we do our we vote for the entire executive it's except for the secretary of state the entire executive is voted for by the people um and we do that in midterm election years so that we can make sure that voter turnout is low yep. um right because if we did it in presidential election years voter turnout is at its highest so we need i'm actually shocked we don't do what virginia does and do those elections on odd numbered years um but in any case um, we are facing, uh, you know, the possibility of a really interesting midterm election this coming midterm for us in Texas because this is the purplest we've been in 18 years, um, longer. <laughs> Do you think Beto's going to run? I don't think. I, mean, he, I, I think he has to. I, I think that's he's the only really viable candidate the Democrats have unless McConaughey jumps in there. And- McConaughey would win. I think he would win hands down. Mm-hmm. And he's not stupid. I mean, he has a master's from UT. I don't know what it's in, but, um, you know, he's not a moron. I think he'd be, I mean, anything would be better than Greg Abbott. Yeah. Honestly, Clint Eastwood would be better than fucking Greg Abbott. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> I just don't know about that one. You just put him in a room with a chair. And tell him some. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. Well, it was this so was a great what about what about what what happened? Can you tell us what happened? So yes. So Alan West is definitely gonna give Abbott a run for his money. I mean, oh. there there are actually, I think there's now six people. Um but you can just write off the other four of the other people because I don't think they're they're in this. I think it's between West and Abbott at this point. A role for his money. And, and uh, was it yesterday? <laughs> Oops, this is the wrong one. I'm I think you said yesterday, up. or maybe yeah. it was this morning. I don't know. Uh, Alan West's wife was <laughs> arrested after leaving a restaurant and, and hit with a DWI. And part of her charge was a DWI while driving with a, a child under the age of 15. Um, and it was how old? How was the child? Three months old. The grandson. And it was the a grandson. And um, it, it, it seems very likely, very plausible that she actually had no alcohol and that this was just simply a political attack to try and uh, wow. help Abba get reelected. Um, it, it's also really interesting that they then left the three month old baby on the side of the road with the police officer while they hauled the grandmother off to Jesus yeah. Christ. And no, so you're right. West said in response, I support the thin blue line, but this is insidious. They put my grandson at risk at jeopardy, left him with a couple of police officers and carted his grandmother to jail. And she had water and lemonade. I'm beyond livid. And honestly, <laughs> I believe him that she had water and lemonade. Oh, I did too. Receipt. They pulled up the receipt from her time at the restaurant. It was only oh. water. And then they also have videos or whatever, only lemonade and water. Fucking. Yeah, and the officer said. <laughs> oh, she that... also had field sobriety tests. She had field sobriety tests, took the breathalyzer, did the other thing. Um, she refused a blood test, but they got a warrant for the blood test, and they're not issuing any comments. So I, I wonder what happened. And, and despite <laughs> all of that, the officer said we had reason to believe the driver may be intoxicated. <laughs> She's a hundred. She's probably just old driving. You know, I mean, you know, honestly, you just pull her over for being old, but. She's not drunk. She's not drunk. <laughs> for those of you not familiar with Texas, this is te politics Texas style. We pew pew <laughs> pew pew. <laughs> we shoot first and ask questions later, which is why we're in such a shit state right now. Um, okay, does anyone else have anything else they'd like to say before we wrap her up? Wear a mask. Oh God. Please, please wear a mask. Oh God, please. And if you can get your booster, I mean, if they, if they have boosters every eight months for this, I'm going to get a booster every eight months. You know, that's just, yeah. if that's the way we do this, then that's the way we do this. Who, who was it that commented on the booster saying it's like giving uh, additional life jackets to those who are already on the lifeboats rather than passing them out to the rest of the world? Right. So I'm okay with us doing boosters after we vaccinate the rest of the planet. Because if the rest of the planet still has COVID, we're going to have more variants in the future. We're on a ship. Our ship is sinking. It's just one ship. There's not a United States ship. There's not, there's not an India ship. It, there's just an Earth ship. That's right. Yeah, I and feel like this, 2012. This, I'm going to take care of my community first. Mentality is how we go extinct. We're not going to get that, Roy, until the aliens are at the gates. <laughs> yeah, 
which is uh, what every movie then, shows us. Even then, yeah. We're so dumb, we need an alien invasion to fix us. <gasps> Don't look at it or make a noise. What are those movies? <laughs> <laughs> the bird box where you're not supposed to see anything. And but then there's that other one. Movies, the bunkers are filled with the, the billionaires and the what and now we're having trillionaires. This is... Yeah. This is well, I hope my my final thought for today is that I hope Rudy Giuliani ends up arrested and put in prison or at least in jail for holding before he can make bail. That's your wish. My wish, wish. is. Don't say something nice, because then I'm just going to look <laughs> like an asshole. <laughs> I can't. Okay, I'm. I'm not. I can't think of anything. Is that too nice? <laughs> All right, Doctor yeah. Doctor Casagrande, what do you got? Parting words. Uh, my mom always used to say, "If you don't have something nice to say, don't well, say." Yeah. After. After. after well, now olympia do okay i want 40 percent of the u.s arrested how about that okay i'm good with that i can help you with that you're endangering everybody's life criminal moronic endangerment i think we should i mean people are being sued congress people are being sued uh and the capital is um representatives are suing people for the january 6th stuff you know so let's see what happens i hope they they win some. What about you, Ramesh? United States, and then no, yeah, yeah, nobody's going to look. One, one of the one of the insurrectionists got eight months. Eight months. That's all. But you who have an insurrection once a year and still have four months of freedom? <laughs> I figured out what I wanted after Ramesh. Go. You want to know uh, who shot Ashley Babbitt? <laughs> I want firing squads. That's my wish. Yeah. What happened to good old fashioned treason firing squads? All right, Ramesh, you got to stay in the moment here. If you are a doomsday prepper, get to know your neighbors. You are not going to make it far without them. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. I want an international body. And unfortunately, the only thing we have is the UN. So, uh, and, and <laughs> um, a not so ineffectual or <laughs> international body to make it mandatory to get COVID vaccines across the globe. That's like and new world order stuff. And make it for, no, we've, we have come very close to doing something like this. We need to do it. I don't yeah, disagree with you. Do it. I do not disagree with you. I yeah, really don't, yeah. but I just don't, you know, you're not going to get America on board with that. We won't even do the International War Crimes Tribunal. <laughs> I can't wait till they can't get on planes. I can't wait till they can't go to Applebee's or wherever the fuck it is they go for their, you know, dinner, whatever, because they don't have, they have to wear masks. They're, they're going to, they're going to have Karen fits and breakdowns. And then they're not, though. Here's, here's the thing that happened in, in, for example, what was it? Houston Methodist. Houston Methodist had, I think, 35, 45% of nurses saying they were anti-maskers they were going to quit if there was a you know requirement anti-vaccine all of this stuff among nurses there's a very high percentage of nurses who are very strongly anti all the science it's it's surprising it is it's um, weird the hospital threatened as my to son put... says is it really 
the hospital said that they were going to put in a policy, you know, you have to be vaccinated in order to continue to have your job. Uh, other hospitals threatened the same policy, lots of worker outcry, backlash, all this. Other hospitals backed down. Houston, Houston Methodist came up. You had a few hundred folks quit. The vast majority got their vaccine, are continuing to show up to work. All of this is still happening. So I think you're right, Susie. If these enforcement mechanisms are in place, people will uh, change their tune pretty quickly. Yeah, they're gonna are they're gonna have to go through. I think what their their plan is is that if you are vaccinated, you show your passport, which Ted Cruz is trying to get to ban. And uh, those of us who are vaccinated can you know show our card and proceed along or whatever. But those who aren't either will not be allowed in at all um, or will have to go through a, a testing process that includes like the swab up the nose and all that kind of shit and pen, ten, temperature taking will be a whole different line for them if they're allowed in. And so I don't I'm wondering, I'm wondering, what is your mandating vaccination? What are they? Yeah, we, we got to figure this out. They're working resistance we are. Yeah, yeah, they're working on vaccine passports, right? Like digital yeah, passports. That's what I, like I heard yeah. from the very beginning. And because they're that not that idiots. They've so seen here's what's going to happen if we, if we do vaccine passports. The, we're going to become an even more divided society because Karen and Bubba will move into the country where the restaurants aren't going to require masks, where the hospitals aren't going to require masks, and they'll just they'll just hang out with their... But, but then that way that'll protect... The blue parts of the country where people will be wearing masks from the red part that is that, that's also so frightening to me right i wonder Already i feel the politicization of masks when i'm in like a, a rural area me versus too. When I'm in the city or whatever right i feel the, the stairs in a particular kind of way if i have oh yeah on. it's hard to travel um, go on a road trip because once absolutely. you're in the country people are like oh you're wearing a mask what are Thank you me. some kind of one of those queer liberals yeah mm. <laughs> silent majority yeah yeah I, I remember when i was in arkansas and trump was running and there was a, a a sign in the door that said we are the silent majority and i was like that's not silent <laughs> <laughs> thank you nixon all right it was great yeah. to see everybody once again um Thank you for tuning in and uh, and we will be back next week with even more uh, of our really cool topics of conversation. And uh, again, we got some stuff coming up that's going to be really cool that we'll announce soon. So thanks, everyone. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.